Well, Linda, we have another fantastic podcast today with a special guest whom I know you know really well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah. So Pastor Leanne Rampula is going to be with us today. One of the things that I love about Leanne is that she's always herself. She's just so authentic. And as she like just knows who she is and she walks in that, she immediately allows you to do the same thing. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about her and why I really just, we wanted to have her as a guest. Yeah. This was, um, one of my favorite conversations. We've had some amazing guests on. So the bar has been set very high, but this was, this was one of my favorites, especially because it was a topic that's super close to both of our hearts. And so here is our chat with Leanne Rampula on radical obedience. Casey, I'm really excited today. We have another special guest. Yes. We have Miss Leanne Rampula, Pastor Leanne Rampula with us today. Hello, hello. She, um, I've known her for about a year and a half now that Chris and I and the family have had the pleasure of being a part of Southview Church, and she's just an amazing person. And as you and I were thinking of a list of people that we wanted to hear their voice this season... Leanne was one of the first people on that list. So welcome, Leanne. You want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, one of the (laughs) main things that everyone knows about me, if you meet me, is that I have nine children. (laughs) It's one of the biggest things. Obviously, Mark and I pastor church here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Been doing that for 11 years and along the way had nine children, but that's what we're here to talk about because it's a God story, <laughs> the nine children. We didn't set off to have we like nine God stories. <laughs> so you didn't set off. You did not get married and say, we're going to have a big family. Not at all. No. Nope. Okay. Well, how did this happen? Off, we actually, I thought three was a good number. Four was pushing it. If you had <laughs> wow. more than four, you were crazy. <laughs> so, but I just, I've always kind of felt in my spirit, you know, when, now this is my conviction, I'm not here to condemn anybody, but when I would take my birth control, I just felt like, I I just don't feel right about this, but yeah, yeah, I kept taking it anyway, you know, because I didn't (laughs) want to have 3,000 children. (laughs) But so there was one night in my bathroom and I was, I was just taking my birth control and I really felt the Holy Spirit drop into me. Do you want to have control of that or would you like me to? which was like, Mm. are you kidding me? Because I want control of that. I don't want to have a litter of children. (laughs) But so I kind of wrestled with that all Mm. night with the Lord. And I'm like, I I don't really know if I'm ready to surrender, give you control of that specific area of my life. But I woke up next morning and I just kind of said, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to walk down this road and not knowing what it looked like but still trusting him. And nine kids later, (laughs) that was that baby number. We had five at that time. So, so you were already down, you were already past the three and four. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So we wanted to bring you on today to talk about that kind of the, the topic that I thought of just knowing your story is radical obedience. And that has played out in your life I mean, you have laid down your life to obey the word of the Lord for you. And 
as Casey and I have been talking around this topic, there's such a blessing um, to do that. And we want to talk about that, but it's also difficult. You know, it's, it's not an easy road. It's not something that um, when the Lord asks us to do something, like he asked Abraham, leave your father's house and go to the place that I'm going to show you. It's so easy for us to read those words. It's so easy for us to hear your story, but we know each one of us as individuals that when the Lord asks us to do something that requires the sacrifice, that requires something that's difficult, it's very hard to do. And so today our heart is to encourage our listeners that if the Lord is calling you to radical obedience, which honestly, let's be honest, most obedience is going to be radical because God's ways are not the world's ways. Um, we just want to encourage people. So we want to just dialogue around, you know, what that looks like to obey, what the blessings are, what the challenges are of being obedient in such a radical way. My husband and I have a, a story of obedience. It's not with children per se, but um, our listeners know a little bit about it, but a couple of years ago we were living in Vermont. My husband's job ended and we were trying to decide what we were going to do. Are we going to stay or are we going to go? And we felt like the Lord was calling us to leave and telling us it was time, but we didn't know where and he couldn't find a job. And so we, um, we picked up and sold our, well, we put our house on the market sort of not really as a fleece, but just sort of feeling like we're supposed to do this and we don't know what else we're supposed to do. (laughs) And it sold very quickly for more than what we thought it was going to. And so we were like, well, I mean, you can't deny that, but we didn't know where to go. He doesn't have a job. You know, we're a family of five and and, and we've lived in Vermont at that point for almost 20 years. And, um, So to make a very long story, it's very succinct. We just packed up. We felt like the Lord kept telling us to come here through little obscure things that became more and more like, okay, we can't ignore this little, little things are little when it's one, but when you stack a bunch of little things together, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I can't, I can't keep overlooking this. So, um, anyways, we packed up and we moved here to Tennessee without a job. And for six months, we, we kind of came expecting, okay, we obeyed pat on the back, let the doors open. And it didn't, it took six months of really just honestly misery. (laughs) That's real. (laughs) And, and I'm sure our friends and family thought we were insane and had done the wrong thing and had heard incorrectly, but we didn't. The Lord blessed us and has blessed us above and beyond what we thought he would or what we deserved. And, and and our faith was so small. I mean, there were moments we doubted, are we sure we heard correctly? But the Lord just kept saying, I'm so pleased with the status of your heart. I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased with your small obedience. So um, this is a super passionate uh, topic for me is this idea of obeying even when it's hard. And I think that the myth is that when the Lord calls you to something, it will be easy. So I don't know if I couldn't agree more Yeah, (laughs) because really when the Lord calls you to something, it's usually difficult. That's what I found. Anything he's called me to, I'm like, Lord, seriously, (laughs) like, and like you said, it only takes, but it only takes a little little bit. And I've learned throughout the years of having children and going along on this journey is that, yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's constantly building my trust and my faith have to keep growing. But I've learned that there's really no other place I'd rather be in the will of the Lord and doing what He's called me to do. Because 
yes, it's hard. Yes, I want to give up sometimes. Yes, I want to be like, forget all this. But I, if I look over the history, you know, and see, no, he was faithful. No, he came through. No, he provided. No, this, you know, so that keeps me going when I'm like, I'm in the will of God. Where else would you want to be? Yeah. yeah, so Casey was sharing with me this morning this Bill Johnson quote, and he said, physical obedience brings spiritual release. That's good. So physical obedience brings spiritual release. And just as you were describing it, you know, I was kind of visualizing what you were saying, you know, one step and each child in this journey. And it's the same thing with Casey's story. It's like, at, that's what gives us our testimony. It, yep. And so for people that are struggling with, okay, obeying the Lord, and, and it's really about surrendering their will for His will, yes. the encouragement is, is this is your God story. That That's your testimony. And so, but it's also, it opens up the door for the Lord to meet you and start encountering you. And I feel like so many people, you know, they're, they're like, I want to hear from the Lord or they want, you know, exciting stuff to happen with them in their spiritual walk. But maybe what's holding it up is there's a place of obedience. And I'm talking to myself right now, (laughs) FYI, (laughs) I'm convicting myself as I'm talking, (laughs) but what's holding it up is that place of obedience. But when we obey, we open up the ability for God to come into our lives because it's just obedience is really getting into alignment with him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not that God wants to withhold it. That's the whole thing is he's not being, he's not mad at us. He's not like, Oh, whatever. What it is, is we're not aligned with his will. And yeah. so what you're saying about the will it's, it's when we align ourselves with the will of God, we open up the Avenue for heaven to come into our lives. It's so good. And that's a good motivator I it's think so good. I'm motivating myself right now. Yeah. To You're start motivating me to keep going. <laughs> I think girl, I agree because it, you know, the scripture says to obey is better than sacrifice. And, yeah. and how many know, like sacrifice is actually easier. Yeah. It's easier to like, okay, God, I'll give up this or I won't do that or I'll whatever. But when he tells you, no, I want you to obey what I've commanded you to do because usually, like we said before, it's usually something. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not interested in that. Opposite, exactly. And so, even with ministry, like I didn't want to do ministry. I didn't want to be a pastor's wife. That I didn't have any interest. I didn't want to have a big family. You know, all these things I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And but I obey the Lord yeah. anyway. And through that, I realized. No, this is who I was called to be. I didn't even see it. So our obedience sometimes, the Lord knows, right? He knows us better than we know ourselves. So our obedience brings forth blessing that we didn't even know we wanted, which is so cool. And I think sometimes when, when we feel the inkling to obey and we don't, or we hold out or we stop or we overanalyze or whatever. In my experience, I've learned that that breeds fear that gives room for fear to take hold. What if it doesn't go right? What if this is wrong? What if I've heard, you know, what if that's me and not the Lord? How do I know his voice? All those questions start to circle. But when we take hold of what we've heard, and even if there's not full confidence in what we've heard, because we're maybe, maybe the thought is, Oh, it's my own thoughts, not the Lord's or whatever it might be. I think that even if we take a small step forward, we have sometimes the confirmation comes in that, but also it builds confidence moving forward in the act of Mm -hmm. obedience builds confidence. So you can stay and, and, and have fear that kind of swirls and circles or walk forward 
and, and even if you fail, it's okay. But there's confidence. I think that's built in that, that then you, even if, even if it's a failure, then you, you have confidence in knowing, Oh, that was my thoughts, not the Lord's. And it's a lesson of, okay, now I one more clarity on what's the difference between my own that's voice good. and God's voice. Exactly. And, and I think we have to keep going back to the Lord and saying, is this what you're wanting? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Because there's so many outside voices now. And a lot of times when the Lord calls us to do something radical, people don't understand. And so there's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of um, suggestions. There's a lot of, are you sure? You know? And so you have to be like, okay, God, I'm coming back to you again. Is this what you're calling me to do? Is this what you're showing me? And so constantly having the Holy Spirit there. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that kind of would go along with that is when we, we hear something, but then we kind of partially do it. When one of the things that one of the times that Chris and I have had to obey the Lord, and it was actually, I would say the hardest in my life is when he called us to leave Virginia and move to Vermont. And the reason why that was so difficult for me is because we actually lived down the driveway that I had lived down for 30 years of my life. And it was, we built our dream home next to my parents. We lived back in the woods and my sister lived next to us and my other brother lived on the other side. So between the three family members or yeah, four families, um, we had 10 acres and it was just really nice. And I loved my life there. It was a very easy life, but when we, when the Lord called us, we, that's a long story, but we left and we went, but I think the partial obedience came in when I was not willing to give up my house. And so we did not sell that house when we left. Well, we left, we left Virginia, we went to Vermont and we rented out the house, but basically we ended up losing all of this money because it was right at that 2008, 2009 uh, when the market crashed. Mm-hmm. And so if we had sold the house and freed ourselves from it, when the Lord told us to move, it would have, we would have had a financial blessing, but instead we had a financial hardship. And in my yeah. mind, even though I obeyed and I went, which was so difficult in my heart, I always thought I can go back and get my house. Yeah. And so, you know, we eventually let that go and we fully obeyed, but you know, like how, we need to encourage yeah. people like, because I wish I had fully obeyed yeah. and I did yeah. not. It makes me think of the passage in Hebrews where it talks about the heroes and it says they could have looked back if they wanted to, they could have, but they didn't. They pressed on knowing they may not see what was coming, but knowing that it would come. And I've definitely been in that circumstance too, where you think, okay, okay, Lord, let's do yep. some bargaining. Yep. And he doesn't want us to bargain. Nope. <laughs> I, I've been in the same situations where you're like, I, I think I can work this out a little bit better than God can. I have this plan yeah. that I think is good. God, do you want to like work with me here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, no, this yeah. is what I want you to do. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, it really is. And I'm sure you guys can attest it's a, a faith builder. It's oh, yeah. a trust builder. It's like, then when he brings you to bigger things, you remember what he did before and you're like, okay, God, I can trust you now through this because I've yeah. seen how you worked in this situation. Yeah. Because I don't, I've learned now from doing the partial obedient thing that I don't want to lose the hand of God over me and not have those blessings or not have the favor or, you know, you can almost feel when the favor of God lifts, like you're like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Or what haven't I obeyed? Or what, what if I, what, why am I not in your will anymore? And God's like, well, I, 
asked you to do this, but you instead did that. (laughs) And it's like, okay, I repent. I'm going to do that this now. So, well, we were talking a little bit before as we were prepping and it's kind of the difference of obeying from a place of religion or rules. Like I'm a rule follower. I need to follow the rules or obeying from a place of love. And I think that as you begin your journey with the Lord and begin to know him and know his heart, that when you obey, I think, I think there's a, there's a level of um, blessing that comes with obeying from a place of I'm going to follow the rules because the Lord told me to do this. I'm going to do that. I do think that there's some honor in that, but I think that we're missing the point when we don't just, I love you and I trust you. And so I'm going to obey because I love you. There's this, I think it just, it opens us up to fully receive and see what he has for us rather than feeling like I'm doing it from a place of fear because I don't want to get in trouble or, I mean, I think about my own kids, like there's moments when they obey because they know they have to. And I'm proud that they did it even when they don't want to do it. But when they do it of like, yeah, I would love to help you, mom. I'm, I don't really, you know, I have other things I could be doing, but I really would love to help you do this. Like, let's be honest, it's few and far between that. I actually hear those phrases, but Same. when, <laughs> right. Me too. But when they do that, my, I'm like, like my heart is so open towards them and I feel it back. And so I think that my, that's more my heart is, is the more that I walk with him, the more in love with him I am, the easier it is. And you've built that equity of exactly. seeing his faithfulness over exactly. and over. Like it's not the rules and the religion. It's more the relationship. Like yeah. I love the Lord so much that I want to do whatever he's called me to do. You know, I I have a heart now that I want to get to heaven and I want him to be, well done, Leanne, you did everything I asked you to do. And that makes my heart happy now. It's like, I want to have a heart like David. That's what, that's what God said. What please, why was he a man after God's heart? And it says, because he did everything God asked him to do. And so as I journey this life, I'm like, okay, God, it's hard, but I want to do everything you've called me to do even though it looks hard and yeah, I'm constantly messing up or I'm constantly like avoiding like this next child conversation that everyone asks me. And I'm like, I haven't really talked to the Lord. There's like a little shield there. I'm like, God, I'm not, I'm not asking you yet. I'm not talking about this (laughs) because I'll obey if you tell me, but if I don't even ask you, I don't have to obey yet. (laughs) So, but that's like a real talk right there. Well, and that's another encouragement really to bring to people. And we need this is that when we obey God, it doesn't mean that the red carpet is going to be rolled out, but okay. So, so that's one thing. The red carpet is not going to be rolled out, but let's talk about when we're obeying God and then the enemy comes against us because see, he hates it when we obey God, because that would have been Adam and Eve in the garden telling Mm -hmm. him to shut up, get out. Right. Cause he loses his foothold. Um, and he loses his desired influence in our lives. So, so the enemy comes in and he tries to thwart us from like pressing forward through the hard time when we're obeying. And so, I mean, like what's some encouragement that we can give for how do we do that? Yeah. There's a verse in Psalm actually 74, four. Um, it says your foes roared in the place where you met with us. And I think that we often feel that exactly what you're saying where, okay, Lord, you've given me this word or you have met me in this place and I'm going to move forward in obedience. And it just feels like it is just everything against you. So, I mean, I've definitely experienced that. 
Um, I think it's, I know what's encouraged me through my journey is um, the church, the people, you know, having people in my life to kind of say, you got this, or people that come to me and say, you know, you've inspired me to have more children, or I, I love watching your testimony and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It like, then it encourages me like, okay, I can keep going yeah. because I know I'm making a difference. I know I'm being an influence and, or having the people that say, come on, Leanne, you can do this. You, this. you yeah, you yeah. got this. And if we don't have people in our lives to help spur us on, you know, I think it, it's a really difficult battle because it is a battle every day just to do life. And especially hello, 2020, <laughs> it's only gotten crazier. So if you don't have those people that say, you know, I see you, I've been there, I've gone through that. This is what I've done. You know, I think we need those people to help. That's so good, especially, and that's where, you know, you're hanging out with some mature Christians. Cause a lot of times when things start going hard in your life, people are like, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you're in the wilderness. What'd you do? <laughs> Yep. So, so that's really good. That's a good word. And it's a good for us to remember, like encourage people when they're obeying and it's difficult be that in- encouragement. And I think it's also just being aware that we are in a spiritual battle, you know, and what our obedience does is it makes a place for um, what we were talking about, the kingdom of God, where the kingdom of God can come into the earth. Because again, thinking about Abraham, you know, God said, okay, leave your father's house, go to the place that I'm going to show you. Abraham didn't know where he was going, but he had to stay close to the Holy Spirit, like yeah. you're saying, Casey. And then he he shows up, but there's a famine in the land. You know, he's a stranger in the land. <laughs> like all, no, nothing, yep. there was no carpet rolled out for him, but yet he's the father of faith. And that kind of goes to what you're saying, Leanne, like you can be an inspiration, like your faith walk inspires. And so many people are watching you and especially you, you know, <laughs> as a pastor um, and the wife of a pastor, it's like people are, you know, they, they are watching you, but people are watching all of us. I mean, and so yep. we have a testimony and it's the, it's the way that we can give God glory in our life. I agree. I think even the way we as Christians are responding to everything that's happening right now all around us and the world saying, how are they going to be different during all this turmoil, doing all this stuff going on? What makes them different? And so it's our, it's our testimony. It's like, I'm not really any different. I just trust the Lord. I'm just constantly leaning on Him and saying, God, help me because I can't do it on my own. Something that's been on my heart that dovetails on this topic is the idea that we have to wait for kind of a neon sign from the Lord before we move forward versus maybe an instinctual gut feeling. And I'm very much a gut person. My husband and I are very much like, we feel this is right. And I know that there are people who are like, we should stop and we need to pray and we need to seek the Lord's way and the Lord's will, which is very right and good. But I think something I've been realizing and learning is the Holy Spirit is in me. And that verse in Psalms where it talks about the desires of our heart, it doesn't mean that the Lord gives me what whatever I want. It means that he has put those desires in my heart. And if I'm walking with him, I think 
as I get older, I'm learning that that gut is him sometimes. Sometimes I'm wrong. You know, sometimes right. I make mistakes and I get it, I get it wrong, but I'm just learning that it's not always that I have to stop and pray and seek the Lord's will. It may be a Lord. I'm going to walk in faith and trust that this is your voice. Give me a clear sign if it's not, you know, maybe that versus like, let's seek the Lord for whatever. And that there's times for that. Please don't hear me wrong in that. But I just, I've just been thinking about that a lot, that it's not always that we're having to have these clear markers. Sometimes we just have to trust. I agree. Because sometimes as the church or as Christians, we can just wait. And we're like waiting forever. And yeah. God's just like, take a step, yeah. you know, <laughs> just go. Um, and then I think in that go, things are manifest. And I've heard before, like, just go until you get a red light. If you got a green light, go until you get the red light. Yeah. And sometimes it's that simple. I think we can overcomplicate what God wants. And I know the enemy wants us to stay yeah. and he wants us to be yeah. Like stagnant. stagnant, exactly. When the Lord's like, just go and I will show you along the way. I will give you what you need. And so I think we have to be confident in the go. Yeah. Later on in that same um, passage in Psalms, after it talks about, it says, trust in the Lord, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. A couple of verses later, it says, do not fret. It leads only to evil. Mm. And I think that the contrast of those are so powerful because he will give you the desires of your heart and there's faithfulness or there's righteousness in that. There's good in that. There's blessing in that or fret. And have evil. Well, and that just goes back to him meeting us as we go forward. And that that is the that is the thing. I think we as believers, we want to experience God. And I think that that's one of the keys is where do we need to obey him so that we can move forward and experience him? Because he wants to meet us. That's right. He's not mad at us. That's right. He's just patiently waiting. Yeah. And so... um I mean, like just even in your story, Leanne, with, you know, your family and it's so big, like what are just some ways that God has met you personally in that walk of obedience? Um, I mean, there's a lot of testimonies, you know, when we had, um, I was pregnant with our fifth and I knew we wanted a bigger house, but obviously my husband's a pastor, I'm not working and I'm having this conversation with the Lord, like, God, how are you going to work this out? We need something bigger, and it doesn't look like that can happen. Well, fast forward, as soon as I said yes to another child, the heavens opened pretty much, (laughs) and the perfect house came, the perfect size, the perfect um, amount that we could afford. It actually went on the market, and I saw it. And the next day it came off the market. And I said to my realtor, wait, I saw this house. Can you look into this? And apparently the people didn't want to sell it until a couple months later. But I said, it's okay if I, I'll go look at it and I won't move till a couple months later if that works out. And so that happened. And really a couple months later, the market went up. We wouldn't be able to afford it a couple months later. So God kind of worked his hand all in that. And it's like, Thank you, Jesus. You know, he knows, he sees, he's, and it's a continual drop in my spirit that says, Leanne, if you will obey me, I will take care of all the details, all the things that concern me. So it's just an encouragement that God will take care of the details. He's in the details and he'll look over it. He'll cover it, all that stuff. 
And that's where it's like, you have to just trust that he is planning it all out ahead for you. And that's, I think another hindrance to a lot of people not obeying is you could say again, your example, well, how am I going to pay for all these kids? (laughs) You know, uh, yeah, I can have them. They're kind of cheap when you first have them, but they grow up or, you know, stuff like that. And, and I think that for me in my own life, I've definitely done that when I, when I want to look ahead, I see doubt, I see fret, I see worry, like, you know, Casey was saying, and instead what we need to say is, God, if you've got me right here, I know you're going to have me right there. And it's also like this beautiful reciprocal thing, like as you obey, then he does, but then your heart loves him more. And isn't that what the journey is all about is like falling more and more and more in love with God, like throughout our whole lives. So So that's another benefit of obedience is it helps us actually love him more because he can show himself faithful to us when we do obey. Right. He proves himself to be a good father, a good dad, like any good dad loves his children and wants to bless them. And so that's my, been my experience. Like I'm like, Oh God, you love me so much that you're caring about me more than I could care for myself. And you're in all the details. That verse, um, his word is, or your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. We were dissecting that um, earlier. And I think one of the things that we, when we hear that ver- that verse is that, oh, it's all going to be like, you know, he's going to light the path and we're going to know what we're supposed to do. And it's all going to be clear to us. But that 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 lamp into our feet is a flicker, or I think the actual word is like glisten, mm-hmm. and the light into our path isn't necessarily that we're going to see from beginning to end. It's um, the word for light is um, the dawning, the breaking of dawn, and <clears throat> um, in Hebrew, those are the words that correspond. And I think that it's like you know he he gives us what we need to take a step forward, but as we walk in Him, it's this new dawning in our life, this new light that comes in our life. But I think sometimes we get confused and we think, oh, following him, it's all going to be made clear. It's all I'm going to know what to do, but we don't always see it. It's true. Until we're walking in it. Right. Yeah. I I feel like, like I have that visual, the light into my path. It's like you're in a dark place and the light, if you've ever been in a dark place with the candle or the flashlight, it only lights a certain distance. You can't see much further. And I think that's what God does with us because I honestly don't think we could handle if we saw much further. You know, if God said, I want you to have more kids, there'll be nine of them. I'd be like, what in the world? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Because I didn't think I didn't think I could do it back then. Now I'm like, you know, give me 25. I got this. (laughs) She was kidding, God. (laughs) Yes, truly. (laughs) Or maybe I should say Mark. Yeah, Mark. Uh, So I think like we want to see everything. We want to see down the road. We want to see the future and like God just show us. But I think most of us be like, I can't handle that right now because we're not mature enough in our faith. We're not mature enough in our trust. So God's like, I'm going to give you what I think you can handle right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's his kindness. Yes. That he does that for us. And then, but the end result is like, I just, I love it actually that you say, give me 25, (laughs) because what you're saying is, is like, we grow this capacity in our lives through our obedience that we would have never had if we had not obeyed him. So true. This podcast is really making me want to obey God. (laughs) (laughs) Obey him. He gives us, I think he gives us grace for where we are and, and for the moment, I've said that a lot. I've realized like there's people who have said, you know, 
couple circumstances that we're walking in, like, how are you doing this? I'm like, the Lord has called me to it. So there's grace for it. That's a good word right there with the grace. When God calls you to something like, cause people ask me that all the time, how do you do all that? And honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't have an answer yeah. except that God's graced me for this. And this is what he's called me to. Yeah. So when he's called you to something, he's going to give you the grace to do it. We we need His grace. Yeah. You know, we're walking in faith when we obey Him, but when we walk in faith, then He gives us that grace. And so, so faith true. and grace really, they go hand in hand. Yep. And so God's grace is the power to do what He's called you to do. That's good. And the grace of God, I, I remember when we first started ministry, Mark and I, he worked a full-time job. And then, of course, at night he was meeting with people. And, and so his time was really taken up. And I was home with only three kids at the time. and But I look back and I've never felt lack in that season. Neither one of us ever felt like there was a lack there. And it's because the grace of God was upon it and He filled us with what we needed in those moments. So yeah. the grace will fill us with exactly what we need in those times. Yeah, that's so good. I want to close this out by reading um, Psalm 37 verses three through six. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. And when I read those verses, I'm seeing the words trust, dwell, enjoy, delight. Those are good words. Yeah, Those are good words. And then what will he do? He will bless you. He will make the righteousness, make your righteousness shine like the dawn. I just think there's power in that promise as we walk in obedience and trust him. Well, thank you, Leanne, for joining us today. Um, thank you for having me. I think it, you're such a blessing and your life is a testimony. So keep thank going. You. Yeah, 25 more. <laughs> <laughs>